Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched The F Word Season 1, Episode 11, the finale. This is the U.S. version of the show. Spoilers ahoy if you don't want to find out who has chosen to compete in the finale and who, in the end, won this final cook-off challenge. Then just go watch it first and then come back and listen. But if you want to find out for me, keep on listening. Or if you already know. Then, um, yeah, well, we'll talk about it. Who did Gordon Ramsay select arbitrarily? Not, I'm, I'm sure it's not arbitrarily, but he doesn't, he didn't really present why he chose these two other than that they, they were both great teams. All the teams that won were great in some way, right? Or they were at least not as bad as the other team that they went up against. I was kind of surprised by his choices but then again it's been so long since one of these teams appeared that i kind of forgot what they're doing and they also uh they were playing a kind of different game than what the uh last four or five sets of teams were doing so anyway the two teams that gordon ramsay chose this one i'm i i was pretty sure this is going to be one of the teams he chose, the Military Wives Club from Week 7. Um, and they are going up against the Sexy Paisans from Week 1. I don't remember Week 1 at all. I sort of remembered their team captain. Um, but other than that, I, I didn't remember anything except for my theory that anybody with the team initials of sp would win in every challenge so far that hypothesis was correct it only happened twice there were no other teams in all of the episodes after that that had the initials sp there were a couple that were close a couple a couple with an s a couple with a p but only two teams with sp um but we'll get to if my if if this carried through to this episode. Uh their challenge this time was uh a surf and turf, which is steak and lobster. Uh surf and turf is more fun to say, I suppose. I guess it's also a specific I've never had surf and turf. I am not uh things things that are um, I, what is it about? Well, they're crustaceans. Uh, crustaceans don't appeal to me at all. Um, I have had lobster before and it was pretty good, but it's, it's like, well, if I know it's a treat, it's a delicacy. I guess it depends on the quality, actual quality of the lobster. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a high end thing. So if somebody has made lobster and they've, invited me over for dinner and they they it's like i i'm not gonna ask for lobster but if somebody has made it and that's what they're offering and being very nice i will gladly i will gladly uh indulge in the meal and thank them for it but yeah i'm not i'm not going to a restaurant myself and, and getting getting lobster even if they say get get whatever you want. I'm paying. Uh, if I if I'm ordering off a menu, I'm not gonna select lobster. I'll get some ribs or something. Anyway, anyway, 
The important thing, this challenge, each team has to put their own twist on the dish. The Military Wives Club, they make a truffle mashed potato, and the Sexy Paisans make a creamy polenta. Speaking of polenta, I don't actually know what that is, but it sounds like something fancy. You can probably get it at a regular grocery or the stuff you need to make it at a regular grocery store. But uh, today, as I record this, August 28th, Amazon has completed their acquisition of Whole Foods or what, whatever it is, their control over Whole Foods, their controlling interest. I don't know. I don't know the business side of things. All I know is that uh, all these articles popping up everywhere about how they're already slashing those prices at Whole Foods. So I'm going to have to go check that out, see Hey, is it actually affordable to shop here now? I usually go to Sprouts because they have um, they have pretty good they they have they have realistic prices. It's not going to break the bank. Still a little bit high sometimes, and that, uh, and then otherwise uh, like Target or something. But anyway, that that that's happening today. So I thought I'd mention it. it has to do with food, and uh, there is. You know what? Now that I think of it, there is not a Whole Foods that's close to close to where I live. Um, it's kind of out of the way to go to a Whole Foods, but there is a Sprouts very close, not not super close. But the closest the closest grocery store to me is a Sprouts, technically. Um, very close tie with Target and Safeway that are on that same intersection. So I guess technically, I guess if you're, if you're measuring by the length of drive, um, I think target is the closest kind of, if you're going by how the crow flies, Safeway might be the closest, but if you're going by, so basically by neither measure sprouts is the closest, but it it's not it's like a block further um either way um anyhow did i talk about that enough let's get back to this episode of the f word hey i'm talking about food it has to do with the f word um so we have uh these two teams going at it uh the first time they check in they both have nine out of ten diners are glad to pay for their meal I mean, they're not going to pay for their meal because there's part of this TV show. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. I've talked about it probably like episode three, five and seven about how if they were actually having to pay for their meals, they would. Well, I don't know. I don't know. If, are they actually paying for their meal? I don't think they are. Would it change the results if they were actually paying? Then everybody would say, no, I'm not going to pay for it. Or are they just saying if they would, but they still have to, but they don't have to. Well, they, if it, if it was a bad meal, then they would, anyway, that they're not paying for their meals. I'm very certain of it, but they're being asked if they would, which is very different. I think that is very, it is very different. I've talked about it before, as I just said, so I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on from that before we checked in with the nine out of 10 scores. This show, this episode had a lot of like recaps from before, like highlight reels and all that kind of thing. I'm not going to talk about any of those because it's just the same stuff that we saw in the actual episodes. Um, but before this, uh, Eva Longoria, 
uh, was a guest talking about, I forget what she was actually talking about, but she and Gordon Ramsay champagne bottles and swords. Now I've only seen this done once in person. Uh, the, the custom of opening a champagne bottle with a sword and uh how it breaks if it's if that goes well then the thing they're about to do is going to go well and all of that uh i don't think this occurrence of it i don't think had they weren't like launching anything were they or were they turning the f-word kitchen into actual the f the f-word restaurant 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 into an actual restaurant i don't know i don't know maybe i missed what they're I don't think they're doing it as a celebration, just as a thing that's difficult, that seem, maybe seems difficult or actually is difficult to do, uh, to chop off the end, not chop off, but break off the end, the top, the neck, the cap, etc., of a champagne bottle with a sword. And the only time that I've seen this done in person was the grand opening of the Sloan's Lake Alamo Draft House in denver and it was done by none other than author of la confidential and a bunch of other books james elroy who lives in colorado now so yeah that was kind of cool that was kind of cool um i did talk about did i talk about that in a previous podcast i think i did i don't remember which one i think it might have been a review of gigantic which i realize now i may not have even posted at this point but that's back to the episode getting distracted again um up next we had a world record attempt by gordon ramsay himself he was determined he needs to set a record because he hasn't gained one for himself this entire time he's challenged some people to it but came up on the short end of every every one of those times well he did beat the world record holders um in the one challenge um but he didn't beat their previous record he beat them on the day but he didn't beat the existing record so then uh, it was a victory and also not really um so his record attempt which was successful was to uh, roll out the longest sheet of pasta, continuous sheet of pasta, no rips, no tears, no holes, in 60 seconds. Michael was back. Oh my gosh, why didn't I even, why didn't I start with this? Michael from Guinness World Records was back. I thought he was just completely sick of Gordon Ramsay's hijinks, getting covered in all kinds of food stuff that he quit because he was not there last week it was um it was a gal named what's her name let's see let's go back let's go back in the notes to week 10 i know it's in here i know it's in here um where did i okay her name was did i write it down yes i did adjudicator kelly from the Guinness Book of World Records, or Guinness World Records, I guess it's not, they don't necessarily include book in the name of the organization. Guinness World Records, Kelly, last week, I thought, oh, Michael is just sick of all this. He said, I'm out. 
Get somebody else to do it. Get Kelly to do it. She she loves this show. Um, so that's what I thought. But he's back. He didn't quit. But now he has even more reason to because he got covered in flour again. Even more flour this time. But there was, there was much reason for this. Well, there's reason for the last time the flour was involved. Um, this celebration was uh, was in order because Gordon Ramsay friggin' shattered the record. The, the, the distance, not the distance, the length of pasta to beat was three feet three inches. And Gordon Ramsay uh, rolled out this pasta to four feet and nine inches. That's a whole foot and a half. That's almost 50% greater than the previous record, if it was even a previous record. It might be one of those things where they just set, okay, this, it has to be at least this much because we know that that's pretty long and it's like not something that you would normally do in 60 seconds. So that's, that's what you have to beat. Um, so I don't know if there's a previous record holder for this. Now, that would be an interesting show is to, uh, to just watch or just talk to the people. Okay, this this is kind of what the King of Kong is about um, with the Donkey Kong uh, world records. There's also another one about Pac-Man and another one about Tetris. Uh, that one is called Ecstasy of Order, the Tetris Masters. Awesome documentary, especially if you like Tetris at all. Um, although it's kind of dangerous to watch because if you like Tetris at all, you will want to play Tetris immediately in fact after watching that i got a game boy advance from a retro gaming store and a copy of tetris and tetris 2 plus or is it tetris plus 2 tetris 2 plus um and i i I found them a little bit ago i was like oh of course that's where it was um i had put the game boy inside of a book it, it, like a like a large format book is like not like, like a like a paperback John Clancy novel or something that that would be obvious that there's a Game Boy in there. It was like a very large book, but not like Atlas size. Like you know what I mean. And um, it was just in there on my desk and in a, in a in a place where I don't really put other stuff and I don't really get that book out very much. Um, and I finally was starting to pack up to move and oh there was this lump in this book oh there it is game boy advance i don't know where it is now though it's probably in another (laughs) in another book somewhere but anyhow we're we're talking about world records here and gordon ramsay is a is a world record holder now um i'm sure he has other ones but this is the first one that he did on the show is it? I feel like he did another one, but this is the first one he did live, at least. It might be the. It's the first one he did in this episode. Um. So th- yeah, that was re- that was really fun, and he covered, not, not like ready to uh, dip into the fryer covered in flour, but he got a lot of flour on Michael, and he's laughing, but you can tell, you can tell, looking in his look in his eyes, as he's covered in flower and laughing there's the fire and the rage i will someday get you i will someday get back at you gordon someday 
Uh, they check in with the teams again. Moving on. Check in with the teams again, and it is neck and neck still. Military wives have 21 out of 30, and the sexy paisans have 20 out of 30. Um, who was it? Oh, yeah, that was last week. I didn't even talk about that. They were uh, the extinguishers. That's right. They changed the noodles to make gluten-free noodles. And they're like, oh, because one of us is gluten-free. It's like, none of the diners are. Stop it. Um, if you don't medically need to avoid gluten, I think this is a sign that they changed back to the original uh, noodles. Um, if you're not physically uh, – what, what am I trying to say? If If you can eat gluten – like it's fine to eat some sometimes like it, it, it yeah right i think i'm not a nutritionist or anything but like if unless you're medically unable to uh have gluten in your diet then it's it's fine if you have some every now and then I, i'm pretty sure i am like 90 percent sure of that not, that's not really high percentage, but I. anyway, l- moving on more about this episode. They're neck and neck still, and there's not a whole lot of um, uh, criticisms. Uh, overcooked. No, undercooked. Overcooked? Under- overcooked lobsters. That's the main thing from both teams. They're both struggling a little bit with that. But not – well, yeah, it is a whole lot because now they're – if you reduce the fraction, two out of three, or one in three guests are not happy about it. That's uh, that's a little bit high. Um, and then we have the previously unnamed challenge segment um, for the for the championship belt. There's a championship belt for this, which has no mention in any previous episode. They're like, okay, it's against David Beckham now. We have to have a championship belt for this. Not a trophy or anything like that. An actual belt like wrestling or boxing. It's not like soccer. I don't think they give out a championship belt for soccer. Or maybe they do. I'm not I'm not familiar with soccer. I thought it was the World It's the World Cup, right? It's a cup, not a belt. It's not a belt. It's a championship. Anyway, uh... <laughs> They have their, uh, they're cooking it up. Uh, Beckham puts his own flair on, on, on the dish. I think it was like, um, it was, uh, like pea, peas. <laughs> it was pea. It was pea. Um, uh, like mashed peas kind of, kind of thing. Process kind of mushed, mushy peas. Is that what you call it? If you have mushy peas, you got to see a doctor. Um, Anyway, uh, their their judge, who was their judge? I didn't write down. It was it was somebody very famous, who was the and I didn't write it down. Um, <laughs> through the whole thing, uh, David Beckham is is totally cool, like very calm, and it's like, Gordon, can you calm down a little bit? <laughs> It's like, thank you for saying what we've all been thinking all these 11 episodes. Um, But anyway, Gordon Ramsay wins the challenge and he gets the championship belt, which he will defend next year uh, against David Beckham again, probably. Um, 
at least mention it earlier in the season next time. They probably decided like last week, oh, we should do a championship belt. That'd be amazing. And Gordon's like, um, what? Oh, wait. Yeah, I guess so. No, I don't, I don't know. Um, and then we had a segment with Tony Hale, which was great. And he talked about how uh, people who say, oh, I don't do dessert are maniacs. It's like, what? I don't even understand that. I don't understand that even, either. Uh, you know, even just get like a little bite of ice cream or something like that. Get something to cleanse that palate. Get a mint. A mint counts as a dessert. A chocolate mint, I mean. Uh, just a regular mint, that's not, like, that's not really food. But, like, those chocolate mints, that's, you, you, have, you chew it, and it expands in your mouth, and you swallow, and it's great. I, what am I describing right now? Um, okay. The winners of the F Word Season 1 United States Series with a, with a $100,000 prize the Military Wives Club with 38 diners out of 50 saying that they would pay for the dish that they had. Okay, that's, you know, that's that's not the best score of the season, but it, it's it's a passing grade. That's a high C plus. Well, it's a, it's a high C or a C plus, depending on if you do pluses and minuses. So I think right it's like eight and nine is plus uh zero one two is minus something like that um and the other team was hot on their heels just barely missed it 36 out of 50 for the sexy paisan so my theory that any team with the initials sp would win every time um disproven disproven so uh, there you go. I have no more insight into this season as far as conspiracies related to initials. So th- I will end it there. That's everything in this episode other than all those recaps and stuff. It was really fun. I I loved the Tony Hale segments. I'm not even going to try to describe anything else about that segment. Just watch. If you like Tony Hale, if you don't know who Tony Hale is, then what? But also for me, like, what? I don't know who so-and-so is who judged david beckham's dish but uh anyhow uh watch it for that but everything else about this episode was a lot of fun too and uh this season overall great i think the fact that they were taping it live and had all these live segments both allowed and required them to make changes week to week. And uh, that that was really cool to watch unfold. So I have no idea. Maybe they have released news of this. I don't know if they're coming back for a second season. I hope they do because it was a lot of fun to watch every week over the summer. Um, And uh, you can't really ask for a more fun summer show if you like food that is but even if you don't like food there's all kinds of other stuff on here like learning that you don't really like brad garrett very much but you love rob riggle so there you go (laughs) that's it 
for the F Word Season 1. Let me know what you thought by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back real soon on another another Gordon Ramsay cooking show, Master Chef, which I have not started watching yet. I have a long way to go on that, but I must because I watched Master Chef Junior. It was great, and somebody told me that Master Chef this season is pretty dang good. So stay tuned for all that, and of course, all the other stuff over on todayiwatched.com. That's it. Bye.